Hello, Bondapart listeners, it's Beatrice. I just wanted to let you know that we are now on Patreon, with six different subscription tiers and lots of exciting treats and extras, including bonus mini-episodes, monthly catch-ups, AMAs and more. So please continue to listen to our podcast, follow us on Instagram and go to patreon.com forward slash podcast to find out more. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Um, I know we talk about this too much, possibly, but I did (laughs) change my wardrobes around last (gasps) weekend. And um, I've taken a new approach. Maybe I mentioned this before. Oh, tell me. I'll just don't put away things for the next season. I'll just take them to the clothes box. That's probably, that's a very wise thing to yeah. do. I am I have packed everything away, but I'm starting to think some of these things I should give to charity shops. Yeah. Because I used to always do that every season, but I think it's like I've become too good at conser- conserving, preserving something, my clothes. Mm. And there's a sort of group of things that never really get worn anymore that need to go. Yeah, I, I'm a bit the same. I'm also, yeah, some things really should not be worn anymore. They are actually not that well preserved, to be honest, but I'm just a little bit attached. Or oh, I was, I did manage to. Yeah. And there's still a lot left. I did think the other day I could probably not buy anything and live quite happily for that. Well, maybe not happily, but I could live. Maybe not happily. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, that's kind of the ideal, isn't it, to not buy anymore but then I just love clothes so much Mm. it's difficult if I see a new thing that I really love yeah but then I do wear my things for so long as well yeah me too me too I mean because I've stopped apart from Uniqlo I don't buy any fast fashion at all so and then Uniqlo I think is but isn't because Mm. my heat techs obviously I wear religiously Mm. um so I'm trying, to, you know, I've stopped buying things that are de- sort of things with designed op- obsolescence yes. built mm. into them. But then you have the thing of what do you do when you've reached a point that you no longer want to wear that? Because I, I know lots of people sell them now. And it's not just I don't want the effort of doing that, but also that I feel as though, like I, I would rather give it to a charity shop and hope that the charity shop will pay, sell it super cheap. Mm. so that someone who can't afford it can have it yeah because that's what I don't like is like charity shops I don't blame charity shops because they need to raise money Mm. so I understand that but you know they google everything now Mm. and see what how much it costs on resale sites and then sell it for that and I kind of think you know I would like someone to have it for 15p Mm. but then the charity shop would go bust so that's not good no, but anyway, I think charity shops. I think there's an issue where things become too expensive for the people who most need the things. Yes, we don't really have many charity shops around here because I think people don't around here don't have that much to give away. I suspect we uh, used to, yes. um, but there is a 
like a container where you can put things. Right. So that's what I normally do. There's there's quite a number in Clapham and Clapham Junction, mm. and there's quite a number of these ones. I don't know if you've seen them that have made themselves boutiquey. Oh. So they style themselves like I don't know, what, like a normal, not a normal. I don't mean, but you know what I mean. I know what you and mean. And they style it, and and that's nice because it's because it's nice. But I think it's also means you can potentially charge more, which I know then gives back to the charity. But then the for me, the point of charity shops is so that people who can't, I mean, it's bec- it's a good resale thing and it's a good thing, you know, climate wise, mm. but it should also be for people, you know, for anyone, not just canny shoppers. Who, yes, that's true. Mm. Who know that if they wait for certain days, there'll be a drop of stuff that, that you know, and they could probably afford the things at full price or, you know. Yeah, because I kind of think, what are very poor elderly ladies wearing? Mm. They should have the chance to have yeah, like very everyone. good quality exactly. clothes, nice things. Yeah. yeah, that's what my that's what my problem is because it seems like the what the at several charity shops here are aiming at middle class shoppers who could afford it anyway. Yeah. Not that they shouldn't be buying secondhand, but you know what I mean. Yes, I know what you mean. It's difficult. It's difficult yeah. and complex, Beatrice. Mm, yeah. But the short story is that, that we both have some things we want to give away. Yeah. Because I've also been thinking, do I know people who would like these things? But then it can be weird for people to have you say, would you like this? Yeah. And also I I some I get given a lot of things through my family and right i find it difficult because you know 20 percent are amazing but the rest not so much and i find it very yeah. hard then to say that it is it is because if someone's offering you something you feel obliged to take it but then you may not want it at all yeah so that's why charity shops are good because yeah. you're just giving it into the into the ether and exactly and hopefully someone else will get it and like it and Yes, exactly. Mm. Okay, I will. I think I'll maybe give it to a Brixton charity shop because they're not as gentrified. Oh, okay. Okay, very good. That's very good. We've we've solved we've solved an aspect of wardrobe. Yes, one aspect. <laughs> one tiny tiny fact. aspect. <laughs> On a very different note. Yes. Yeah. Ma'am. What did you What did you take away from this conversation that we? both um watched listened to i mean firstly i loved it that we were both there yes i thought that i know my beatrice is there yes that was really nice that That was really even though we couldn't sort of really wave at each other but no but we were both there that was very good i mean maybe we could have but anyway so it was very good I liked being at a photographer's gallery event because it's just so long since I've been able to go to one. So that was really nice. Mm. I have followed Napsa Loba for quite a long time on Instagram and I find her work really fascinating. Mm. So it was really interesting. There were so many phrases that she used that I wanted to really ask her 20 more questions about. Um, And I think I felt like we kind of scratched the surface and it was a really intriguing because there were so many things I wanted to ask her more about. Yeah, it did. Again, like many of these things, it opened more 
questions than it answered. So say one of them where you... Okay, one of the phrases that I have actually put, you know I have those colored dots that I gave you some, that I I use them to highlight things that I like when I take notes. So I've highlighted docufiction. Yes, me too. Oh my word. Yes. I love that phrase. I thought, because it's such a clever phrase, because even before she defined it, what she meant by that, it conjures up so many ideas and it makes you rethink so many, you know, photographs and photographers work. But I loved how it it really encapsulates that aspect of her work where she's almost like an anthropologist, but she's not because she's more part of it. I don't know. Mm. You know, it's so interesting that she's Swiss Guinean. So she's African European and brings both those things simultaneously and is both those things simultaneously and they can't be separated out. Mm. And the way that she does all of the research and she lives in in various places for years, it seems, to, to immerse herself. Mm. And take part in rituals. Yes. But then she imagines beyond it. Yes. And, and so that's the fiction. So it's not just her. I think that's really wonderful that it's like she studies a, a world in order to create another new world. Yes. And I I thought it was interesting the delight she seems to take in people getting... Um, she It's not like she wants to trick people or want, she doesn't want people to think this is what actually people wear, the people she depicts, that what they actually wear. But she also seems to take delight in that they sometimes yes. do. And yes. um, I think it, Maybe it's a delight in, you know, the the confusion. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. But what what I mean. But I I think, I guess it is because you don't quite know what's going on that makes you then find out more. And um, yes, yeah, no, exactly. And I think there is a delight in because she used the word ambiguity several times, and it is. I think, and I like that because that's something I've been writing about a lot. And I and like more and more, I realize that in all my work what I really like is ambiguity <laughs> and that that's what she likes as well and mm. it's it's not it's not that you don't know it's that you know several things to be true simultaneously I think mm. do you know what I mean it's it's ambiguous because there are choices yeah and it doesn't seem like you have to be and they're not either or choices somehow mm. which is very difficult for most people myself or maybe I should just talk about myself but I it is a difficult thing to hold two or three things in your head it is Mm. it is but but I think it's more exciting because I mean I suppose as a historian I should want to you know find the one single truth but I think through being a historian I see that that's very rarely the case Mm. and that you have a richer experience if you just allow it to be more than one thing rather than insisting it has to come down you know it's not a scientific experiment where you come down to one result and I think that her work you know and that word docufiction docufiction is so it's such a good word because it holds all of that ambiguity together Mm. and yeah it is like this dialectical images it's isn't it for her that it's like she she brings her own perspective she studies a specific local culture and it is real micro cultures, isn't it? That she seems 
most interested in but then she brings her experience of all these other places she's been and her own heritage to then create a third image yeah you said something about reality just now and I don't have my notes in front of me stupidly but there was something she said a lot at reality or real that came up a lot um yeah did you write something down about that I wrote that? down that it she said it's grounded in reality mm. and that aspects of it are real yeah and it I suppose yeah I think it is that that it's not that she's showing you a person as they dress in relation to the place they you know their environment and everything but she understands what their environment is and she talks to like her I suppose if we call them participants rather than subjects Mm. that she collaborates with and talks a lot and sometimes meets multiple times the people who appear in her photographs so it's like it's real dreams in some ways or it's real imagination because it's not her imposing it it's not that it springs out of the air it's that she's recognizing the context from which the new way of dressing the new way of presenting someone has Mm. evolved yeah yes and there's another thing where I wrote down um it's not all fake in or, or she said it was all fake in her pictures in that the dress, the self-presentation, everything is created, but it's real information, but then it's mixed. Mm. Yeah, and another thing she said a few times was that she's trying to make the invisible visible. Yes. I thought that was interesting. And I, I saw another talk where it seemed particularly to be about that she goes to these rituals and you can't talk about what, is happening ah, during a ritual and yes. um and and you can't really depict it, it I, I might have misinterpreted but it sounded a bit like the images are channeling if you will this experience and that's so interesting and then making it visible but that might be me not quite getting what she said no that mm. makes sense with things she said in the talk that we were both at because mm. it very much seems like she talks a lot about her vision and her experience and emotions and how it made you feel and and I think it's it's recognizing that emotions are real Mm. and so so I guess you could have an image that's completely constructed but the emotion is completely real as to how you felt in that or how she felt in that ritual so that's Mm. a different kind of reality being presented to you Mm. the other thing I would have loved to have known more about because I think my favorite of her projects is Zulu kids yes that's amazing yeah and I I just would have loved to have known more about where she photographs people because she with her first project I think it's called Yakala Ben or uh, Cross Looks mm-hmm. yeah she um with her first project she photographed people in holy places and she got into yes and she got into trouble for that and in in Zulu kids, she didn't say what the significance was of where she photographs people, but it's it's obviously very very carefully, you know, everything is carefully thought yes. about and put together, yes. and and uh, I'd love to I'd love to know more about about that because it's it's a big part of the images is the the background. Oh, it really is. It really is. And um, there was something she said that was really nice. Hang on, it was like. It, I'll find the quote in a second, but it was it was something like space as a um, oh yes here we go space as a dominion for self fashioning. I think actually that was the 
the woman who is who interviewed um, her. interviewing her, mm. Nomsa Makuba Kumba. Um, she said that, and I thought that was really interesting because I think that really locks into what you're saying that the spaces because they tend to be um, to get all oje on you, they <laughs> tend to be spaces rather than places. Oh yeah, mm. it, and and I think that's really interesting that there it's somewhere that has enough information in the background to give you some sense of where you are but not enough that it fixes you yeah and so there's that kind of freedom within that space therefore that you can create because she she talks about world making as well Mm. but it is like she's made her own alternative universe but it's parallel to it's not completely divorced from the experience and yes that series is so amazing and you can see how committed the children are yes to their role in it you know they're they're really they're performing so deeply yes you know and the way they're on that wooden that kind of rough hewn wooden pedestal doing these different gestures and in these extraordinary outfits Mm. And they're 100% with her in that world, aren't they? Yes. And I th- I thought that was something actually really beautiful in her work, is I do feel that there is an intensity of experience of the participant and the photographer, mm. that you feel they are one in what they're doing, in, yes. in the kind of long-term projects. And you can feel a difference maybe with the models when it's a fashion project. Not that they're lesser, it's not a value judgment. It's just, it's a different kind of interaction she's having. Yeah, obviously with the models, I guess she wouldn't have interacted that long. No. As... And also models would know particular poses and ways mm. to self-present. Because I think as well, the, the series that she did in French Polynesia, I think it's really, yes. I thought it was really fascinating the way she said, that she feels she she's clearly really immersed in Western art history and she feels that what she gets from that is a lot to do with pose and gesture. Yes. And and that you can really see I mean obviously the French Polynesia is directly referencing Gauguin, but then I don't know how, but you can somehow feel how meaningful it is for the for the kind of gender fluid and trans women that she photographs who are reclaiming sort of Tahitian experience through the photographs. Yeah, they're really, they're very different from... They are. ...from Zulu kids, um, which I know that the Zulu kids like seven years ago or more. And I, I think it was interesting seeing her work sort of in succession in a way, that the, the colour... Mm, that's true, yes. More, more and more colour becomes important. And they seem to become more ab- more abstract, maybe not... I don't well, it, know. it's interesting because I was I was showing I saw my friend Gavin yesterday, who's an, an art historian. He works with me at the Courtauld, and I was showing him the Tahitian ones because he's written about Gauguin, and he was saying, "How is the color done? Is it digital?" And I had assumed it was makeup. Yeah, that's what I assumed as well. I, that's I what I makeup. think it is. But I yes. think I mean I was showing it to him obviously on a screen, mm. so a tiny screen like my phone. But I think there is a sort of sense. I I almost feel like that series is in hyper-reality. Yes, that's true, actually. Um, whereas Zulu Kids is still in reality. Yeah. And I think she now moves back and forth between that. But I think as well the um, 
the Miss Dior bag that she did with the Ender Ballet pattern. I didn't absolutely understand what she meant about it reflect. It was a reflection of it. But, yeah. but just that I think that's also hyper real, mm. the way she presents it. But I, what did she mean? Sorry, I'm jumping around. I Well, I when I looked up, they, they referenced an, an artist. Um, oh, oh, I stupidly uh, didn't. Esther. Esther. Yeah. Mm. Hang on, I'll get her name for you. And I looked up her work and... Mm. Esther Malango. Yes. Malango. And, and I think they particularly mentioned a Mercedes car that she had uh, yes. painted. And and that is much more straight lines it's it's more i don't know how to describe it but when you then when when you then look at namza lubas it's much more it's almost like distorted and yes. i think she must have, i don't know what she meant with a reflector but she must have used something to to alter alter yeah. the patterns um but i didn't quite understand yes, that yes i don't know if there's like a, if i wasn't sure if she meant there's a lens she used or she literally reflected it and moved so she could yeah. move the the pattern mm. because yes i feel i feel as though it's the distortion of those very straight lines from the ender ballet patterns that makes it kind of in her world now mm. and it's interesting the way Esther Malangu used that. It was a BMW. Oh, sorry. So it's, no, 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 no. I don't know any cars. But that it's it's shifting between different ways of using a pattern and how it resonates differently in different contexts. But also those designs were painted by women on, on houses. Mm. But they, after the Boers um, kind of violently took away their land, it became increasingly a means of resistance to, to kind of claim objects and to claim oh, okay. with, mm. and and so it's sort of it's really interesting I think how Malangu uses it but then how Namsa Luba has then rethought it again and it is like it's this because she said it sometimes she used words like playfulness flow fluidity hybridity didn't she several times and hybrid came up a lot yeah. hybrid did and I feel like it's for her, it's kind of freeing and exciting being able to do that and having, you know, because she mentioned this idea of new Africa, that she wants to show new Africa. And also it was really wonderful, I thought, when she talked about how, like, you you know, you said about how she delights in people mistaking something for an actual representation yes. of how people actually dress something. That she said, you know, Africa's so many different countries but then it's so many different localities and different traditions and rituals that you can't you know even someone from that country can't possibly know everything mm. at once and I felt like again she's making the unknowability exciting and part of the richness of what yeah. she's showing but it's also kind of testing the viewer as to whether you want to fix it and you you won't say, yes, I know that's that, because that's how we're brought up to, in the West to think we must categorize. Yeah, and that's it's kind true. of stopping you doing that. And you're not allowed to bring disparate things. Disparate yes. is, again, not the right word. Things from no, but things from different places. Also, you're not you shouldn't yes. mix certain things together. Yeah. And yes, I found that another quote from her where she said it's a reality not mm, the reality yes yeah that she's talking about i'd love to see there is a, an exhibition at the moment in america of hers and 
Yes. Uh, did you see? I mean, I'd love to actually see an exhibition because it's also interesting how she displays the work. Is it one in? It's in South Carolina, yes. isn't it? It's in Charleston. Mm. Yes. That it's not all just nothing against photos in a straight line. That that can be very nice, um, <laughs> but that's not how she does it. But also, yeah, there are some some sort of much more abstract work. It'd be interesting to see whether that is where where she's going now, because that's so interesting. That so far all her work involved seemed to involve people. You know, it's so focused. That's true. Yes. On on, yes. on these fictitious portraits in a way, or the, you know. No, I I think I think that's a really good point that it, it's been very much how people react to and a part of these worlds that she creates and yeah it's 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 very interesting and 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 I'd love to see her work in real life for for the color yes because mm. I think she she taught it at one point about color and how it's like a performance in fireworks or something wow. some phrase like that that was really nice. And I really loved that because I thought it is, it is like she allows colors intensity to overwhelm you. Yes. With the pictures, or if like the Zulu kids, which is which is more neutral, but the sky is always super blue, and it and it would be amazing to see that in real life and to have a gap to kind of feel it to like walk into a gallery and feel the colors. Yeah, I'm just looking. It's the what's this gallery called it's the Halsey Halsey, gallery yeah and also she seems to print things on different surfaces that would be yes interesting to see as well yeah because she said because she talked about the grain how you can photograph actually didn't she say that about using different films that that was for the very different work the Black Panther oh that was for the Black Panther series which is again what an interesting idea to re-photograph re-stage yes photographs from that period yeah that was that was really fascinating and it just came up didn't it because somebody asked about it and I was so glad they did ask and that she got the pictures up because that yeah that was fascinating and it really I felt it kind of rounded out understanding the breadth of her work as well Mm. to see those ones now that those are really amazing as well and that and that she's kind of casting street casting yeah. isn't necessarily the right word but casting from people around her wherever she happens to be living at the time mm. is so I mean obviously in a maybe nerd like fashion I would have loved to have also known more just about the practicalities yes, you know that it's definitely. just because the clothes and props and play such yeah. a big, enormous role but in, they do I wonder because I think I, I get a little bit the feeling she doesn't want to talk about that, but I, I might be wrong. And also maybe it's good know, not but... to know about it. Maybe, you know. Well, yes, that's true. That's true. Keep the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. But no, I really wanted to know about that. Yeah. Like, does she carry things with her? Does she make things when she's there? Mm. Does she collaborate with anybody ever on that? It's, it's, it's fascinating. No, it was such an interesting talk. And yes, I think we will be returning to all of these ideas and I definitely want to think about docufiction for another few years yeah okay I think I have to go and think about that okay right now, yeah actually. good <laughs> all right I'll talk to you next yeah, week. yeah talk to you next week bye bye bye